Hopefully, Zach, we can we can have a smooth show here in the Tigers Avenue. Hey, look, uh, I'm like the only person here in the house. So if I have internet <laughs> issues, if I have internet issues now, then you know I don't know I don't know what to tell you. <laughs> There's no solving it. There's no solving. <laughs> There's no solving. Got a little Luca feature. Got a little I love Luca it. feature in here. There'll be some folks here in a minute to come hold Luca. So uh, if, if he gets chaotic, we won't have to stress about that so uh but it's a good uh friday night hey uh zeke is wanting me to do a transformer here nice. Man, great great start here i mean optimus prime and everything that's that's what we're all about here what up zeke he, he cannot hear you by the way you're in my you're in my ear so tell him i said hello zach said, what's up zach said what's up what's up what's up What's that? Say what? All right, here you go. There's your, there's your Optimus Prime. This is what Zeke Zach. By the way, we're we're in how is that we're in October now. Uh, this is what Zeke is going to be for Halloween. Optimus Prime. Oh, okay. Yeah, so absolutely. it's no. It's, right. I see right, the we'll interest. Your Optimus Prime. The interest uh, of dinosaurs yes, and uh, trains has kind of shifted a little bit. Oh, well, he's still dinosaur and trains, but I would say the dinosaurs has shifted a little bit. The, he, he's not, he hasn't imitated dinosaurs in a while, but Optimus <laughs> Prime is obviously the thing uh, right now. Like, he's he's always Optimus Prime. Um, anyway, Zach, uh, I just told him, hey, go to your room, play with your toys. Daddy's doing his show. Just stay in there till we get done, and I'll come get you. The first thing he does as soon as the show starts is bring his Optimus Prime out, so. Of course. Good start to the show here. Um, Love it. Obviously, Zach, we're going to cover, uh, give a preview for the Auburn game uh, this weekend. LSU and Auburn play in Death Valley, 6 p.m. kick on ESPN. Another night game in Death Valley. We're going to get a couple of those. Um, thank you, sir. Um, we're going to get a back-to-back -back night games in Death Valley. Um, obviously, LSU playing them uh, tomorrow. And then they'll play Army next week uh, in at, at at night Death Valley, and I think hopefully we'll we'll get several uh, down the stretch of this season. Zach, it feels like we've we've barely been in Tiger Stadium whatsoever um, the entire season. We're finally going to get the back half of this season uh, in Tiger Stadium, all except for 
the Alabama game. So hopefully we'll see several nighttime Death Valley games. Um, and it, hopefully it'll be electric like like it's supposed to be. Um, yeah. So we'll give you a preview of that. Obviously, we'll give you uh, what we think LSU needs to do uh, to win this game in our second segment. Uh, and then we'll give a little wraparound college football uh, obviously, Zach, there's there's some big games this weekend um, that we will discuss. I, I won't name them now, so we we don't we don't kind of dive into the segment too early. Uh, yeah. I feel like yeah. I have the tendency to do that sometimes. I like to jump ahead of myself, but um, <laughs> we will uh, cer- certainly discuss some of those games. One of them in particular is a huge game um, and, and a big time showdown uh, in the Pac-12, but. Uh, obviously, our focus as LSU fans are on the Auburn Tigers this week. Um, Come off a W, I mean, you went on the road, Zach, to Columbia uh, against a very, very good Missouri team. I, I mean, this is one of the be- better Missouri teams in recent history. Um, uh, and I think, you know, as of right now is is really – I think it's Missouri and Tennessee are the only threats for Georgia – if you want to say there's a threat, right? Um, I, I I know Georgia has to go to Neyland. Uh, I don't know where Missouri plays them at. But um, anyways, uh, we got Ryan in here already. Good evening. Paso Reagan and Brother Strange Tebow. Uh, prayers for a smooth show. Yes, yes, please pray for a smooth show. We should, we should. My iPad is rarely ever used in fresh condition. Uh, the... <laughs> The computer, on the other hand, uh, it, it has been completely worn out uh, through college. So, and I even think it went through part of Zach's college. So, it did uh, all been, of my all of my four years in college. It, well, there you go. It's it's been well used, well loved. Um, <laughs> so, probably overfilled with data and RAM and cookies and all, <laughs> all that computer jargon. Um, the only bad thing is you don't get the cool, you know, background with the TA logo. You know, maybe we can figure something out here soon. I, I might get throw that on here. I just don't know if I can do that uh, uh, off the top of my head. You know, I'm not Let's definitely not going to fiddle with it in the middle of the show. Yeah. Because uh, yeah, we're, we're hoping for a smooth show. <laughs> um, all right, Zach. Auburn, LSU, very uh, storied history. I, I mean, maybe the most storied rivalry that LSU has. Uh, in terms of like crazy games, yeah. um, you know, obviously there's a lot of storied rivalries, Ole Miss, Arkansas, but you know, just the craziest games. I always feels like it's a, against Auburn, and Zach, if if we're gonna learn our lesson from earlier in the season, we thought that the all Arkansas game was gonna go different than it normally does in the rivalry, and it absolutely went the exact same as it always does. Um, So we should learn our lesson and we should prepare (laughs) ourselves for whatever in the world is going to happen at night in Death Valley. Uh, So, Zach, I think before we get to the preview, um, because I've seen a lot of people do this, so we've got to do it. LSU-Auburn, I mean, you got the earthquake game. Uh, you've got the one with the fire, the barn burner. Uh, you've got DJ Chark. You've got the the one with Matt Flynn in 07. I, I mean, Bird. the list goes no, on. Yeah. Um, come back with uh, – yeah, the comeback Cole Tracy, with Tracy. Um, 
Oh gosh, yeah. Twenty seventeen was the comeback with DJ Chark. Twenty eighteen, you had the Cole walk Tracy off. walk off kick on the planes. Twenty nineteen, so, I mean, the closest yeah. game, you know, correct. That I mean, defensively, they're the yeah. only team that really did anything to LSU's offense, right? Yeah, yeah. That I, I'm trying. I, I'm drawing a blank on the other guy's name, but those two defensive tackles that year, twenty nineteen, for all Derek Brown, and I can't remember the other dude. I mean, just—I mean, just massive dudes that just wreaked havoc on our offensive line and, and caused Joe Burrow problems. Yeah. Obviously, we ended up winning that game, uh, and, and I think that was due to yeah, us being in Death Valley. Uh, but again, another crazy game. So, of all the games, Zach—I mean, of all the games, Auburn, LSU. Which one are you choosing as your favorite? Your the craziest in your mind? Um, I will say this: a lot of them tend to go LSU's way. The craziest games tend to go LSU's way, yeah. except for a couple. I'm trying to think of the one with uh, Cecil. The one with Cecil was nuts, but we lost that game in, in Death Valley. That was in the '90s. Um, but anyways, what is your favorite crazy Auburn game? I think for me, <clears throat> it, it had to be the walk off in 2018 with Cole Tracy. Um, just because, you know, LSU, if I remember correctly, I want to say that was coming off of the loss. No, that was coming off the loss to Florida, I believe. No, I can't we beat remember. Florida in 2017. We lost to Troy and then beat Florida in 2017. No, I'm talking about 2018. I'm sorry. Oh, 2018. Uh, 2018. I think we had just come off the loss to Florida. Um. I, I can't remember exactly all the details, but that was pretty cool, you know, because I don't think in my lifetime I've seen, outside of that game, I've seen a walk-off for LSU football, as in, like, it hit zeros. Like, like you threw a touchdown yeah. and, and the clock hit zeros, or you, you kicked a field goal and the clock hit zeros. That's the only time I've watched uh, in, in in my lifetime. Um, and you had some crazy one, like 2016 was the, the one second left on the clock and you spiked it, you know, like, yeah. uh, like there was the, you know, with the game that ended less miles career at LSU, uh, <laughs> then you follow that up, you follow that up in 2017 with the comeback and DJ yeah. Tark housing the punt return. Uh, you follow that up with the walk off in 2018, you follow that up with, uh, the only team that kind of scared you, uh, in 2019. I mean, there's been a, a lot of really wild, wild uh, games. You know, 2020, yeah. they got they got absolutely blown out. Um, that was Bo Nix, I think, his freshman year. And uh, yeah. remember, was that was that his freshman year? I can't remember if it was freshman yeah, year. Yeah, I, mean, I think 21, he, he looked like – he had a horrible year, Bo Nix did, and we made him look like a Heisman candidate. 2021 that, then, that they won two yeah. they, they won back to back uh in 2020 and 2021 yeah. 2021 was in death valley and you know really close game made him look like a Heisman candidate last year you had to have the heroics of the defense with Harold yeah. Perkins Greg interception Brooks. of Coy Moy Greg Brooks interception at the end of the game to seal the deal yeah um had a phenomenal yeah, defensive performance last year you know when the offense was doing absolutely nothing uh, you go all the way back to the very, you know, first year we were actually paying attention to LSU football in 2007 when yeah. you, you're thinking Les Miles is getting set up to kick the game-winning field goal. Instead, he throws 
uh, a deep shot to the uh, the corner of the end zone from Matt Flynn to Bird, and they hit on the. I mean, yeah, it's just, it goes on and on. Obviously, everyone knows about the earthquake game and the barn burner, all those things. Um, so yeah, it, it's uh, it's been a wild, wild series for both of these Tiger teams. Um, but as you said, it seems like LSU's kind of come in, uh, come out on the uh, uh, on the winning side of that more often than not. Sure, and um, sure. so yeah, I, I'm excited about this one. I'll say this. Um, actually, I'll hold that for later on in the show. But to get more into it, Reagan, um, I guess I should first get your uh, assessment of of uh, the games that have been wild and which one's your favorite, and then yeah. we can kind of get into yeah. more of uh, this game that we're going to be playing yeah. Saturday night and kind of uh, what we're thinking. Yeah, 2007, easily for me, 2007. Uh, that is one of the earliest memories I have of watching LSU football with dad uh, in the den on that massive TV. Uh, and yeah. when I mean massive, like, yes, the screen was big. But some of y'all may remember, like, when you got a big screen TV back then, it wasn't no flat screen, like, super thin. Like, <laughs> imagine the box TVs, but like a 50-inch screen. And I mean, massive TV, like took up our entire wall and, and it sat about five feet off of the wall because it was so yeah, it's huge. Like, it's like two to three feet deep. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. I, I mean, just a, I don't know where we got that TV from, but it was, it was huge. Uh, and we watched so many LSU games on that TV. We watched so all, many. all of 2007 pretty much yeah. on that TV. Absolutely. And that so that's one of the early. I mean, of course, I was I was only seven years old. Earliest memories of LSU watching it with Dad uh, in the den. Uh, we're, we're we're sitting there. Mom has has put uh, uh, Sierra to sleep. Sierra's at this point three years old, and we're trying to be quiet uh, because it's Saturday night, and the next day, of course, we got to get up for church. Uh, mom and Sierra going to bed, and we're down late in the game, and you're thinking, okay, we're going to line up for the field goal. You know, we'll kick it. We'll win. It'll be awesome. And, of course, this is where I feel like the mantra of Les Miles being the Mad Hatter really, really took hold. Um, and for whatever ungodly reason decides – to take a shot to the end zone, and he hits – it was Reuben Randall, right? Ruben, or Bert, Demetrius, Demetrius Bird. Demetrius Bird. Demetrius Bird. Uh, I mean, it looked like Matt Flynn had thrown an interception and Demetrius Bird, like, took the ball from the guy. I, I really – it was so incredibly close, uh, such tight coverage. But Matt Flynn put it in there, and, and Bird made the play, man. And, and the crowd went absolutely nuts. We went nuts, um, and, and it was just one of those moments where it was like, holy crap, I really, really like watching football <laughs> and, and, and really solidified me as a fan for the LSU Tigers is that moment. So no question yeah. Yeah. for me as a young kid watching that game, 2007 Flynn to Demetrius Bird was, I mean, one of the pinnacle moments of me becoming a, a real LSU fan. So I have to pick that one. I have to yeah. pick that one. But all, all the, I mean, the series is amazing, uh, and and we'll see how it plays out tomorrow. 
Um, Zach, uh, we, we've talked about this series and, and how crazy it is. 2023, it's a new year uh, for the Auburn Tigers under Hugh Freeze. They've got new players from the portal. Peyton Thorne is their quarterback. Uh, they, they like to use Robbie Ashford every now and then. Uh, Peyton Thorne threw the ball a ton at Michigan State, but it seems like Auburn is very committed to their run game, and they're, they're good at it. Um, how, I mean, how do you feel going into this game? Because it feels like it's completely different from what we've seen all season. Uh, I mean, you're going to see – arguably, this is going to be one of the best defenses we've seen all year in Auburn's defense, number one. Number two, uh, you're going to see an offense that's way different than anything you've seen all year. I, I mean, with Jordan Travis, uh, Ole Miss, and uh, and Missouri last week, I, I mean, maybe Mississippi State is similar to this. Yeah, I was going to say that, uh, Reagan. I think, I think State maybe is probably – a very so maybe similar. it bodes well for LSU. But what what are your thoughts, you know, with this game? Because I feel like it's going to look really different from some of the other games we've seen. Uh, I think if there is a game that you compare this this game to, it will be the state game if you're just comparing it to this year. Um, in regards to the fact that you have an offense that you're going up against that doesn't really pass the ball, they write they rely heavily on the on the running game. The yeah. difference between those two teams is that Auburn has a, a, a better defense. Um, they yeah. are dealing with a lot of injuries <clears throat> on, on the defensive side of the ball. They've lost three starters uh, that will not be playing in this game. So th <clears throat> they've taken a massive hit uh, defensively uh, with that unit. And so depth is going to be an issue for Auburn defensively. For me, this game really boils down to you have strength on strength and you have weakness on weakness, right? <clears throat> you have the weakness of the Auburn offense versus the weakness of the LSU defense, and you have the strength of the LSU offense versus the strength of the Auburn defense. So That's true. it really boils down to which side, you know, which which strength is going to ultimately <laughs> overcome the other team's strength and which yeah. weakness uh, could be a strength for uh, both of these teams. Right. Uh, I, I think when you look at uh, LSU's offense versus Auburn's defense, I, I definitely favor LSU. I mean, I don't yeah. know if there's many teams in college football that are going to be able to stop this LSU offense. Uh, like, there might be some teams that, that hinder them, but you're not going to just completely shut down this offense. Like, they're going to score. <clears throat> the The – what could be the difference, though, is when you get in the red zone. Auburn has made it very clear, Hugh Freeze has made it very clear, that uh, they are going to try to get stops in the red zone. They understand that from 20 to 20, LSU is going to move the football. That's not going to be the issue. Um, the issue is going to be, will LSU be able to get it into the end zone once they get in the red zone? And so <clears throat> that's going to be a really big matchup to watch is once LSU gets in the red area, are they able to convert touchdowns rather than field goals? And we we obviously want that for LSU because we know LSU's defense is a massive issue, and so you want LSU scoring touchdowns rather than field goals. So yeah, absolutely. You know, if if Auburn's defense is having success in stopping LSU's uh, offense when they get in the red zone, this could be an issue for for LSU. LSU could be in danger of losing this game if it comes to that. Um. 
I think Auburn is going to try and run the football. LSU's got to, I think LSU's got to crowd the box and dare them to throw the football, uh, which scares me because <laughs> I know what the <laughs> secondary uh, is and I know run how good the they ball, are. Please. Um, so, um, you know, I, I just really want, as I said last week, whenever we were previewing Missouri, um, LSU has got to generate, you know, a handful of stops in this game, and they've got to be able to force some turnovers. You just have to. Um, if you force one to two turnovers in this game, I I believe LSU wins this game, uh, probably by, you know, a, a, a you know a ten point margin or a two touchdown yeah. margin. Um, yeah. So we'll we'll see, but. For me, Reagan, it, it's it's going to be you know strength on strength, weakness on weakness. So specifically looking at weakness on weakness, um, Auburn's offense versus LSU's defense. Um, I think this is an opportunity for LSU's defense to work out some of the kinks. Um, are you going against an offense that's good or by no means? I mean. But this is an area where you can build some confidence uh, because you're yep. playing an, an offense. I mean, look at what our defense did against State. I mean, LSU's defense looked pretty good against State, right? <clears throat> now, mm -hmm. majorly that was because of State's offensive scheme, right? That's the, yeah. the main reason. <laughs> but uh, LSU's defense could use a game like this to build confidence and work out some things and, and build off of some positive things that did happen for you against Missouri in that second half. Yeah. <clears throat> so I think this is a, a big opportunity for LSU uh, to take a step in the right direction defensively in this game. Yeah. Is it against a good, is it against a team, you know, offensively that you're impressed with? No, but again, I, I think it's more of a confidence builder. Um, as far as the offense, I would like to see, probably some explosive plays happening because I do believe that Auburn's defense will have some success in the red zone. I don't think they're going to have, you know, completely just shut down LSU in the red zone, but I do think that they will have some success in the red zone. And so I, I want LSU to be able to hit on some explosive plays where you don't have to worry about getting in the red zone and making things tight. Um, yeah. We've been told uh, and we've heard that Auburn is going to give space. They're going to give some space. Um, they want to try and contain from the explosive plays. And that's the whole point. I mean, that, that if, if they're wanting to get LSU in a red zone situation, I mean, that's what you want to do. You want to give LSU enough space to where they don't hit on the explosive plays. They they might move the ball downfield some, but they want to, they want to lengthen the field and then once LSU gets in the red zone, obviously it's shortened, and that's where Auburn can try to flex their muscles. So <clears throat> LSU is going to have to work around that. Um, they're going to be able to move the ball. There's no doubt. I mean, uh, with the offense that we have and with the the scheme that Auburn is going to roll out uh, on Saturday and what we've been told they're going to roll out on Saturday, uh, you're going to see yards picked up. It's going to come yeah. down to can LSU – uh, execute in the red zone. And so far this season, they've done pretty good at that. Um, I do believe this is, uh, outside of Florida State, this is the best defense that you have seen, for sure. Um, but lucky for L luckily for LSU, uh, they are, they've been injured, as I mentioned earlier. So, yeah. you know, 
that's a good thing for I'm not not good for obviously Auburn and their players. Right. You know, wish them well, but <laughs> it's good for LSU, well in, for the, LSU. <laughs> in the sense of like you're you're healthy offense. Everybody's healthy on offense, and yeah. you know you're going to go get some younger younger players, talented players, but younger players that are inexperienced, and it, uh, especially across the defensive line. Like I don't think. Auburn is going to be able to generate a whole lot of pressure. I'm not saying they're not going to sack Jaden Daniels. They may get a sack or two, but I don't think there's going to be a whole lot of pressure generated. And so you're going to give – you're telling me you're going to give Jaden Daniels and Malik Neighbors and Brian Thomas time uh, for Rouse to develop and, and to get open. Um, and you're going to give Jaden Daniels time, time in the pocket, you know, to go through his progressions and make the not right decision. Not a good recipe for success. Not a good recipe. <laughs> but, again, that's what Auburn's kind of hoping for. They're kind of hoping for yeah. – they're expecting LSU to move the ball, and then when they get in that red area, they're going to try to get stops. Um, you, you're kind of playing behind you, – you're kind of playing behind the ball a little bit there, yeah. uh, you know, setting yourself up to be in the red zone a whole lot, uh, you know, defending in the red zone a lot. Will it work? Maybe. It, it could. I mean, as we as we talked, this 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 series has been crazy. It's been wild, and so could Auburn, you know, find success in letting LSU get towards the red zone and then flexing their muscles and holding the field goals? It's possible. Uh, it's it's ultimately going to come down to how well does the defense play, and that's why yeah. I I will continue to say, and we've said it all year, Reagan, <clears throat> LSU is going to have to generate pressure. Uh, up the middle, you're going to have to stuff the run, and you're going to have to put pressure on Peyton Thorne to help your secondary out, although this is a team that isn't going to pass it a whole lot. Um, right. You know, they're, they're, they're not averaging – I don't even think they're averaging 200 yards a game passing. So, you know – No. But this, but this is a game where I'm sure Peyton Thorne and those wide receivers and the offensive coordinator for, uh, for Auburn, they look at this game and go, hey – we can uh, we can have yeah. some success here, right? Uh, and that's yeah. mainly because of of what LSU's secondary has been, right? So I'm interested to see Reagan how all of that plays out. I tend to, to to lean that toward that in regards to all of what I just said that that bodes well for LSU, right? Oh yeah. yeah. Um, but. Uh, we've seen crazy things happen in the series, so I, I don't know. We'll have to wait and see. But that that's kind of my take on it. You're going to see strength yeah. on strength. You're going to see weakness on weakness. Which which out of those two, uh, which of the two strengths between the LSU offense and the Auburn defense is going to come out victorious? Which of the two weaknesses in the LSU defense and the Auburn uh, offense, which team will take a step up and, and be the better uh, side of the ball that, uh, in this game? To me, Zach, I, I – I think it's a matchup nightmare for Auburn, uh, you, and and also you you have to play it at night in Death Valley. Yeah, I think this is going to be really problematic. I'm not saying we're going to blow them out. I'm I'm not going to make the mistake of saying that and, and claiming <laughs> that. But th this is a matchup nightmare for 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 Auburn. I, I think what we're going to see something similar to Mississippi State, and, and I don't mean the score, but I, I mean the way the game plays. Um, LSU's defense can stop the run enough to put a lot of points up on the board on the other side. Uh, if you allow LSU to get three, four stops, three, four, five stops, like we did at Mississippi State, the game could get ugly. Um, I, I mean, let me just, Zach, let me read you some stats 
Uh, Peyton Thorne is obviously their their passing leader. He only has 643 yards on the year. Jane Daniels has over 1,300 more yards passing and 15 more touchdowns. Uh, Peyton Thorne also has four interceptions to Jaden's two. They're leading rusher, and their game is rushing, right? Their, their offense is rushing. Their leading rusher has 286 less rushing yards than Logan Diggs and two less touchdowns. Uh, their leading receiver doesn't even have two, 200 yards. Compared to Malik Neighbors, 771. Uh, their leading receiver only has two touchdowns compared to Malik Neighbors, six. And, of course, Brian Thomas is nine. Um, yeah, the offense is going to score and put up a lot of points. Auburn's offense, to put it in simple terms, just simply does not have the offense to keep up with LSU. They just don't. Uh, LSU will put up points in this game. LSU, in my opinion, will, will easily put up 30 points in this game, and I don't think Auburn can keep up with that. And when you're at home at <clears throat> night in LSU, uh, it, to me, it's a matchup nightmare for, for Auburn. That's just how I see this. Now, let me let me you know take the the purple yellow lenses lenses off and look at it this way too. Hugh Freeze is a coach is similar to Lane Kiffin in the sense that he likes to show a lot of things that confuse defense, a lot of misdirection, a lot of uh, motion, and and things that throw the defense off. off yeah. the, the defense off. Um, like you said, uh, the offensive coordinator in Auburn and Hugh Freeze can look at this and say, uh, let's throw the ball. Uh, we, we're going to have to keep up with this team. Let's throw the ball. Yeah, uh, Peyton Thorne, guys, Peyton Thorne threw for over 6,000 yards at Michigan State. Um, like, I don't see why you don't throw the ball in this game against LSU as an Auburn, as an Auburn Tiger. But at the same time, you committed to the run. So are you going to literally midseason in a road SEC game move away from your identity? Like that's that's two really hard things to I mean, that's really hard to decide. Do we do we stick true to who we are and what has been successful for us? Or do we try to exploit their weakness and throw the ball when we haven't done that all year, really? I mean, our our stinking lead receiver doesn't even have 200 yards receiving on the season. Um, so to me, it's a predicament for Auburn. Um, but I mean, look, if they decide to throw the ball, they're going to get some passes. I I mean, we know that we know that if they decide to throw the ball a lot more than they usually do, this defense of LSU is going to allow it. Um, but then again, um, Missouri is a lot better. I, I mean, like 10, 20 times better at throwing the ball. Uh, with Brady Cook and Luther Burden and Theo Weiss. And they did it all game against us on the road for LSU, and we still pulled off a W because of this offense. So let's say Auburn decides to throw the ball and we allow 30 points. I, I still think LSU wins the game. I still think LSU wins the game because of our offense. Um, but but he, look, here's some other things that of note with our defense like you mentioned, it seems like our defense found a little something last week against Missouri. I mean, after allowing 22 points, you, you kind of knuckled down and only allowed 17 the rest of the game. Um, and you only allowed 14 points in the second half. 
that's that's winning football for this team because of how elite this offense is. If you're allowing a touchdown per quarter with this defense, our offense is going to win the game. Like, so if we can figure something out, like, or, or, or we have figured something out with the defense that's working, then, I, I mean, it's going to be really, it's going to be really hard for a lot of teams to beat us. And Brian Kelly has begun, begun to mention, like, uh, Harold Perkins is settled in his position now. We have, we have decided his position. We've carved that role, carved that role out for him, and he will be in that role every week. So you're not going to have LSU trying to determine what are we going to do with Harold Perkins anymore. He's in his role, and that's the role he's going to be in. And, and he says that has helped us out. That has helped us out in 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 last week's game. And you saw Harold Perkins' impact. Um, also, I think Sage Ryan at the DB is, is a great choice. Uh, I, I was wanting to see that. Uh, you know, in the Ole Miss game, after Zai uh, and Denver really struggled, um, they, they really struggled. They went to Ashton Stamps. Uh, they struggled against Arkansas, so they went to Ashton Stamps and LT to open the game up, uh, you know, and tried that out. And then, of course, the, that game went how it went. And it's like, okay, what do we do? Okay, here you have a veteran five-star player in Sage Ryan. Um who, who, according to Brian Kelly, knows the playbook, knows the calls, veteran player. Um, I, I, I wanted to see him in that position. So I think you stick with Zai and Sage, and you just roll with those guys, and, and you, you need to stay there, right, so we can have some consistency. Um, and, and so maybe they're, they're trying to finally figure out their identity, what works for them. And also the addition of Pete Jenkins is going to help the technique of our our defensive line immediately. And I think we saw that impact uh, pretty immediately last week. Um, and I think we grow on that uh, throughout the season. So with that being said, number one, it's a matchup nightmare for Auburn. Number two, it feels like it feels like LSU's defense is figuring something out. Now I'm not saying LSU's defense is going to be amazing. But can they can can they be better than literally the worst ever? Yeah, I think they can. <laughs> I think they can be better than that, right? And this offense is good enough to score a crap ton of points. And Auburn just doesn't seem uh, to have the offense to keep up with with what LSU has. For me, it's a it's a pretty easy win for LSU. I think I think they win it. Uh, soundly, I think we win it by 10 points or more. Um, so either they run the ball, and I think we were good enough to stop them a few times doing that, or they decide to pass the ball. I, I mean, I think it works out for LSU either way. So for me, the matchup is going to favor really well. Yeah, I, I like your points uh, that you made there, and, and I I'll, I tend to agree with them. Um Let's get to a couple of these comments, Reagan. Yeah, go ahead. Uh, there's some good comments in here. Uh, Ryan hey, said, hey, about... "Drop me out real quick, and I'll, I'll be right back." Okay, all right. I'll I'll, I'll I'll be right back. All right, we're gonna let Reagan uh, uh, handle. I, I heard a screaming baby in the background, so maybe that's what he's he's uh, handling right now, and that's okay. Uh, let's get to a couple of these comments. Ryan said that physicality will be needed. Um, yeah, I mean, <clears throat> you need to win the line of scrimmage. All right. Uh, if you're winning the line of scrimmage, then you're going to have success. Um, 
and you're going to have a huge advantage in the game. So it, I do think that LSU's offensive line is going to have their way with Auburn's defensive front. I'm not saying that Auburn uh, will that Auburn won't be perfect, um, but I do believe uh, that LSU's offensive line will, for the majority of the game, uh, have success against their defensive front. Now. In regards to LSU's defensive front against against uh, Auburn's offensive line, uh, I think we're going to have to kind of wait and see um, how that plays out. I'm, LSU seems like they found a little bit of success uh, this past week against Missouri in generating some pressure. Um, can that yeah. continue against this offensive line uh, against Auburn? But, yeah, I, I agree with Ryan. Physicality will be very key in this game. It is every game, right? It is every game. <clears throat> Adam's in here with us. He said, I'm more concerned with Ashford being a problem. His mobility is great. Also, I think uh, we would have seen it last week had their QB not been hurt. Uh, I got to be honest, Reagan. I I, I knew Peyton Thorne had, had obviously transferred into Auburn. I still yeah. thought Robbie Ashford was going to win the job. Um, I feel like Robbie Ashford did enough even though it was not a good season at all for Auburn last year. I feel like Robbie Ashford did enough um, to solidify a, a starting role for them, but Peyton Thorne came in, he won the job. I I think I think Robbie Ashford though, talent wise, he has a higher ceiling. Um, yeah, he's obviously mobile, which could be a major issue for for LSU. We haven't really seen that. Um, I, I, we haven't really seen a mobile quarterback LSU go against a mobile quarterback. Outside, I think Jordan Travis is probably the most mobile quarterback you face. Well, KJ Jefferson. Yeah, 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 that's right. Uh, KJ <laughs> Jefferson was the most co- uh, yeah. mobile quarterback you face, but I feel like, I feel like if they bring Robbie Ashford in and they ride Robbie Ashford, like they, they, they could have more success um, than they would if Peyton Thorne was the ball game. Uh, we'll see how that plays out. Hugh Freeze. Uh, Peyton Thorne's going to run the ball too. They're, they're both. They both, both can of, run the football. They, they've done that all year long. Both quarterbacks. We'll both run quarterbacks can run the football, so um, that could bode a, a problem for LSU. But that's a good point that Adam makes. Um, so we'll, we'll have to see. And LSU, like I said, they haven't had to deal with that a whole whole lot outside of KJ Jefferson. Um, Ryan said, "Coming off a bye week gives me some caution." I, I don't know. For me, it, it has. I mean, I've heard that mentioned a lot this this week. I don't know if it concerns me that much. Um, it de- definitely gives them more time to be prepared. I mean, it gives I them mean, more time. And, and Hugh Freeze is a good coach, so they've they've been able to you know prepare a whole week more um, than LSU has for them. But I think that probably equals itself out with it being a night game in Death Valley. Um, you know, like they have the buy advantage. LSU has uh, the home field advantage that probably equals itself out. And then you just kind of look at both sides of the ball who, you know, what are the matchups there? And yeah. uh, I, I, I tend to believe that LSU has better matchups in this game. And so, yeah. Um, <clears throat> Ryan also said Perk has to be the equalizer. Adam A. Bears in here, he said, uh, hadn't seen Perk spy the QB too much this year like last year. Um, yeah, he's right. Um, 
but Brian Kelly has made it very pretty clear they have they have they have kind of solidified his role uh, for this team, and it seems like that role is going to be you know the nickel Sam. So you're going to see Perk in opportunities where he's going after the quarterback and blitzing, and you're going to see Perk in opportunities when he's dropping back in coverage like he did against Missouri this past week, and he came up with a pick. Um, I think he has proven to be better in pat and uh pass coverage than we initially thought. Um, yeah, that, that may <laughs> that may you know we'll see. We got a whole another half of of the season to go, uh, and he's gonna be playing better teams. Uh, you're gonna be facing a lot better teams, so we'll see. Um, the cover. I don't know if he's allowed a pass yet. Like the few times I've seen him in like one on one coverage. He's broke the ball up. I mean, he did against he, Mississippi he State. He got the pick yep. last week. Like, I don't know how often it happens. I, I really don't know off the top of my head. But, like, yeah, just it's, it's been better than thought. It's been better yeah. than, than initially thought. All right, guys, we're going to take a quick break. And then when we come back, uh, we will briefly hit on our TA tools for Triumph. I see Ryan sent his in here. Uh, so when we come back, we'll discuss that. And, of course, we'll get into uh, a few games around college football. Uh, some big games that are going to be going on in college football, and we'll discuss those as well. We'll be back right after this. Five Star Hero, your intro and outro music for the Tigers Avenue show. They ain't ready for that LSU. Go check out all his other music on all the major platforms. Don't forget to follow him on Instagram, at Saints Anthem, and at Twitter, at One Nation Doty. Don't forget to check out his Facebook page for all his Saints and LSU merchandise. Can't get any better than Sarah Klein-Stevens, attorney at law. Her firm focuses on the needs of the elderly and maintaining their dignity throughout the process. Here for you, here for your family. Sarah Klein-Stevens, attorney at law. All right, we're back. And Ryan's TA Tools for Trump, he said, run the ball and stop the run. Control the third down conversions. Yes, yes. Uh, clock and turnovers, put pressure on the quarterback, which I, I've been saying. Finally, tackle, tackle, and more tackle. I will say this, Reagan. I'll say one pushback uh, to what Ryan said. Ryan said, run the ball. I think you see a different approach this week than you did last week. Last week against Missouri, you saw LSU try to slow the game down and run the football uh, to try and help their defense out. And it it worked It worked here and there. I'll, I'll, I'll give them that. Uh, but I think majorly it here wasn't. There. Yeah. Here I mean, you slowed, there. You slowed the game. Diggs. <laughs> I mean, yes, Logan Diggs had a great game. I'm saying, I'm saying, but slowing the game down, like they still went down and scored on you the first three yeah. possessions. <laughs> like, I mean, yes. But you don't want to slow the, the game. If your defense is that bad, and, and 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 you go down and they go down there and they score on your first three possessions. Slowing the game yeah. down may not be the best in, in, in your best interest. Sure, sure. So I would say it was a hit and a miss, hit or miss there last week. This week, however, I think because Auburn's offense. I mean, last week you kind of had to do that because Missouri's had a good offense, and you saw what happened to you against Ole Miss, who has a good offense. Uh, he just went back and forth. And so I was just like, all right, we're not going to have a back and forth like we just go Ole Miss. Let's try and slow the game down, give our give our defense some time uh, to rest, give our defense some time to to adjust. Uh, and it worked for you a little bit here and there. Um, I do not think LSU does that this weekend. I think they go back to guns a-blazing offense. I think they're gonna be, it's going to be heavy, heavy pass. Is, it, is Logan Diggs going to get 
15 to 20 carries, yes. Um, but yeah. I think you're going to see LSU uh, throw a lot more than they did last week. I think you're going to have more plays uh, ran this week than you did last week for this LSU offense. And so it's going to be an opportunity for LSU uh, to put up a ton of points. Um, Reagan, TA tools for triumph. I, it's like I've said the entire time, get pressure on the quarterback um, and try and help your secondary out. <laughs> I mean, if, if you're able to get pressure, I, I do agree with uh, with Ryan. He said stop the run. If you stop the run and make them throw the football and then you, you're, you're hoping Braden Swenson and Mason Smith and Makai Wingo um, and, and Deshaun Womack and those guys and, and, and Harold Perkins when he comes on a blitz, like you're hoping those guys can generate enough pressure to to get stops for for this defense. Um, that's the biggest thing for me. For me, uh, for on the offensive side of the ball, TA Tools for Trump, go back to what you were really good at: guns ablazing, uh, fast paced, hurry up offense. Uh, make them try to keep up with you because I don't think they can do it. Yeah. Uh, my, my, I, I kind of agree with Ryan. I, my TA tool for success is win the line of scrimmage on both sides of the, of, of the ball. 100%. Um, it, if, if Auburn is going to bracket coverage, LSU, run the stinking ball because Logan Diggs will eat them alive. If they're going to drop two safeties back and try and bracket coverage Malik and BT, uh, there's going to be a lot of room for Logan Diggs to run the ball. And if that if if that happens and you start seeing success in the run game, they're going to bring those safeties down. And then <laughs> guess what's going to happen? You're going to burn the top off of the offense with BT or, or Malik. So yeah. for, for me, what and Ryan, you can correct me if if you're if I'm saying this wrong. But like once you establish a run game, especially with our offense, like it opens the offense up. Because, it, I mean, if they're going to try and do that, it's going to open the run game up. And if you gash them time and time again, and the line of scrimmage is, be, is just being dominated by the offensive line and, and Logan Diggs is getting his usual five, six, seven yards a carry, um, they're, they're going to start uh, coming off of that and trying to fill the box, stop the run, and then you go, okay, well, we'll run play action and – there's BTJ for 65 yards down the field, right? Um, yeah. Which so, he, he said that's, that is what he was trying to say. So okay, thank you for okay. clar clarifying, Ryan. Yeah. So uh, establish the run so you can open the offense up. I mean, you always do that. Always do that. Um, and if LSU successfully does that, it's going to be a long day for Auburn. And that's what I think is going to happen because nobody has proven they can stop Logan Diggs yet. Um and our offense, our offensive line, I don't think is getting enough credit this year. Our offensive line is oh, playing they, great. They've been phenomenal. They're playing phenomenal. Uh, but so, dominate the line of scrimmage on both sides of the ball. And for the flip side, defensively, if you're stuffing the run, if you're getting pressure to the quarterback generated from the line of scrimmage, and not like the linebackers or a corner blitz or whatever it is, if you're dominating the line of scrimmage on the defensive side of the ball, stuffing the run generating pressure from your front four, you're going to win this game. And I think you'll win this game by a lot. Uh, so the line of scrimmage to me is 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 going to decide this game. And I think LSU kind of has a, a sizable advantage, in my opinion, uh, on both sides. Yep. 
and and uh, I'm glad Ryan cleared that up because yeah, I, I I would agree with that. I mean, establish the run. Um, I do think you're going to have success in the passing game. You know, short yardage, like short to intermediate yardage, you're going to have success, and uh, over yeah. the middle, yeah, you're going to have success. Yeah. So I mean, they're going to be able to run the football, and they're going to be able to uh, pass the football. Um, in the middle of the field. So uh, I'm excited to see that. Reagan, I think we need to get a final score prediction. Um, I think, I think there is some success for Auburn's defense in in holding LSU a little bit, a little bit (laughs) when it, when it comes to them getting in the red zone. Um, It's a better defense. It's a better defense. It's the best defense outside of Florida state that you've seen all year. Um, and so I, I think you get into the thirties. I don't think it's high thirties though. I'm going 34, 24 LSU. 34, 24, you said? Yes. 34, 24 LSU. Okay. I've got LSU winning 38, 38 to 38, 27, 38, 27. Okay. Um, I think we kind of win it going away. I don't think this is something we have to pull out in the second half. Um, but again, I, I, we need to preface, or I need to preface this. This game could go anyway. Uh, history says this game, anything can happen. Absolutely anything can happen. Um, so we'll we'll see how it goes. But yeah. I, I think I think matchup wise, this really favorably. Uh, leans LSU in a, in a number of different ways. So give me the Tigers, 38-27. Um, also, Zach, another um, another big thing to kind of comment on real quick before we move to the rest of college football, Jay yeah. Daniels obviously was a little beat up last game, you know, little ribs. Uh, apparently he's good to go. He's, he's all go, yep. like 100%. You know, he did, he didn't change anything in practice, according to Brian Kelly. He was, you know, and I really, really like that from, number one, you know, just being tough as nails. Jaden doesn't get enough credit for that. The dude is tough as absolute nails. Um, that, and number two, I mean, it just sets, it sets an example and a precedent for the rest of your team that, uh, you know, bumps and bruises are going to happen. Let's buckle down and, and play football. Like, that's why we – like, that's how this game is. Uh, there's going to be some – there's going to be things like that. Uh, let's just play the game and, and, and keep moving forward. Let's not change things and baby ourselves and coddle ourselves. Um, he, he took this practice like he does any other week, regardless of his uh, rib injury. So, uh, really looking forward to seeing Jaden Daniels play football again because it's been a lot of fun to watch. Uh, this year. <laughs> yeah, it has been really exciting to watch. Uh, all right, Reagan. Well, let's let's get into some of these other games uh, real quick. I will hit in these comments. Uh, Ryan said gap integrity and outside contain will be needed on defense, especially Absolutely. after it comes in. One hundred percent. And and Adam kind of followed that up, saying, "I feel like this game will be won or lost by our defensive line." Yeah, I mean, I mentioned earlier, if you're winning on both lines of scrimmage, like you're going to win the game, right? Uh, I, I like I, I respect your like no disrespect Adam by by any means but I just I think our offense can overcome what our defensive line does. 
Like if our defensive line gets run on all game long, I, I mean, let, let's say Auburn just gashes us for like five yards every play. You know, okay, what do they score off of that? Like 32 points? If they're just running the ball all game, gashing us? Okay, like I think LSU can outscore them, but, you know, outscore that. Um, yeah. I, I think our offense overcomes a lot of our defense's insufficiencies. And I think our defensive line is going to do just fine. All right, Reagan. Uh, some big games that are uh, happening this weekend. Absolutely. Um, Huge obviously, obviously, one of the biggest, uh, probably the biggest, it's, it's game day. Uh, Oregon yeah. and Washington. Oregon going to yeah. Washington. Washington gets the uh, three-point favorite, obviously, with them being at home. Um, dude, this is a massive game. It's massive. Yeah, because uh, this is college playoffs. Like, like Absolutely. the winner of the winner of this is very likely to make the college football playoff. Um, I got to be honest. I think Washington wins this game. I really like Washington. Um, I yeah. think Oregon's really good. I think Bo Nix has been phenomenal. Um, but Michael Penix, man, he's playing on another level. I talked very highly of him last year when he was, uh, you know, a little bit more quiet. Things were a little bit more quiet around him. Um, I watched a couple of games with Washington late at night, those Pac-12 late night games. And, dude, yeah. he's, just, he's just a phenomenal he's player. He's I mean, he's a, he's a first-round talent. He's a first-round quarterback. And – um I think that ultimately Washington wins this game. I, I think it's going to be as good as advertised. Um, I, I think it could be, you know, I don't. I wouldn't know what to – if I was a bad man, I honestly would, wouldn't know what to do. Um, but I think Washington <laughs> wins a very, very close game. Um, I'm going to agree with you. I, I'm going to agree with you. Uh, I think Washington pulls it off. I think Ryan, Ryan said he because, thinks Oregon wins. By the way, okay. Uh, I I think Washington wins because it's at Washington, and that's it. I, yeah. I think I would pick Oregon if it was the other way around. Uh, I really do. Rome, you know, Roma Dunza and and Michael Penix are, are really awesome. I think Washington's defense is really good, but but so is Oregon. I mean, but I think that uh, you know if you look at If you look at their schedule, I mean, neither of them have really truly been tested. I mean, Oregon went to Texas Tech and got out of there with an eight-point victory at Texas Tech, and that's kind of the reason I would pick Washington uh, because, like, Texas Tech is not a good team, and they went on the road and they were only able to beat Texas Tech by eight points. Washington's a really good team, and you're coming to their stadium. Uh, then again, Washington really hasn't been tested, like, at all. Like, their schedule is just not strong whatsoever. So, you know, I think you learn a lot from this game, too. Uh, also, in the Pac-12, well, Pac-12, USC. Non-conference, yeah, whatever. whatever you want to call it. Uh, USC travels to Notre Dame, and oddly enough, Notre Dame is a two-and-a-half-point favorite. Yep. They're at home. Yeah. Um, I tend to agree with uh the odds makers. I I, I yeah. think Notre Dame wins this game. Yeah, 
Yeah. As much as I hate to say that, as much as I hate Notre Dame, um, and honestly, I would love to see USC continue to be undefeated and hand Notre Dame their third loss. Would love to see it. Um, but I, I think Notre Dame wins this game. You know, these are probably two of like these two teams are like two of like the most hated teams in all of college football, USC and Notre Dame. And I can't stand either of them. I, I wish they could somehow both lose this game. Uh, but to help things out, you know, with that being said, seeing that they're, uh, you know, I hate both of them. USC is the undefeated team. Notre Dame already has two losses. So I will be pulling for Notre Dame to beat USC so that they both have losses on their record. And yeah. I, I think USC is, I think USC is a fraud. If you want me to be honest, their defense is is not good. Their defense, plain and simple, not good. Corey Foreman, no longer with the team. Um, it's at, at Notre Dame in South Bend. Give me the give me the Irish because I, uh, I do think it'll be a close game. Wouldn't be surprised if USC wins it, but give me Notre Dame, and I want Notre Dame to win. Adam and Ryan both going. Uh... Trojan. So our uh, our our viewers, our listeners so far have gone the complete opposite of what we we we've stuck. With, That's we've okay. Stuck together. That's okay. We've stuck together okay. like brothers, but uh, our, our, <laughs> our viewers have gone completely opposite. That's okay. Uh, we'll see how it shakes out. All right, Miami going to North Carolina. Uh, North Carolina is undefeated. Uh, I think North Carolina uh, wins the game. Yeah, and, North Carolina is going to win. And I think yeah, North Carolina perfect. covers the spread. It's two and a half point spread. I think they yeah. cover the spread. Miami um, absolute blunder of a game last weekend how in the world like i don't know what in god's green earth was going through shoot what's his name I, i'm drawing a blank on his name he was at oregon Cristobal. At Miami. yeah cristobal mario cristobal i wanted to say marstobal it's mario cristobal he almost he almost deserves to lose oh he deserves this game Absolutely. because of last game that was horrible like you, you, there's seconds left on the clock. Georgia Tech doesn't have a, a timeout, and you run the ball and fumble it and lose the game because of it. Like, like are you brainless? Like, how yeah. brainless? That's anyway. like, I understand, like, the running back should have held onto the football, and it's, you know, debatable that he was down, but Kneel you should have never ran the ball. Kneel the ball. Kneel the ball. A uh, couple games in the SEC um, that we'll hit on here. Texas A&M goes to Tennessee. And Missouri oh, wow. goes Missouri goes to Kentucky. Um, so two massive games in the SEC. Um Missouri goes to Kentucky. Missouri goes to Kentucky. I've got Missouri winning that game. And also AM right. goes to, to Tennessee. I've got I've got the Road Warriors <laughs> in both of Dang, these games. Man. Yeah, I have got I've got A and M and I've got yeah, I've I've got Missouri as well. Kentucky was just pitiful last week against Georgia. Uh, Adam, Adam, and Ryan both picked the Tar Heels. Uh, by the way, so they, they both stuck with. So we agree time. there. There we go. That's the. Yeah, one, I'll the take the Aggies. Agree. I'll take the Aggies, and I'll I'll take Missouri as well. After I mean, you know, I think Missouri is one of the better teams in the East. So Ryan also went with A and M and Missouri. Uh, hope maybe Adam will send his in here shortly. But uh, yeah, uh, some big games. Uh, some some pivotal games in the SEC as well in regards to. Yeah. Uh, the East and, and the West race. Um, Arkansas travels to Bama. Uh, I, I just hate that for Arkansas, man. What a That's brutal – Dominant, yeah. Brutal stretch that they've had to have. Uh, 11 a.m. game, by the way. 
so, anyways, we'll, we'll see how that yeah, goes. Yeah, that's going to be a rough game for the Pigs. Uh, yeah, probably. Uh, Florida goes to South Carolina. That might be a pretty good game. South Carolina's a two-point favorite. Um, we'll see how I'll that one Florida. goes. I'll take Florida. You like Florida? Okay, all right. I think that'll be close. I I, I do uh, tend to agree with the odds makers there that that game will be pretty close. Uh, so, we'll have to wait and see. We'll have to wait and see. All right, Reagan. I think we're about yeah. It's Yeah, it's been a great show. Uh, love the Auburn game. Really looking forward to it. I mean, the history of this game is made of this specific game is amazing. So maybe we're in uh, for another great game tomorrow. Hopefully the Tigers will continue to uh, stay in the win column. Uh, look, the SEC West is still within reach. You got to keep stacking W's. I mean, that's all you can do. Uh, you got to look forward to Ole Miss. Uh, taking a loss in Athens, you need that to happen, and you need to keep putting W's together. Um, you can do that. You can win the West. You find yourself in Atlanta and maybe find yourself in a similar situation as last year. Um, so, go Tigers. 38-27 is my prediction. Uh, I think I, I think it's going to be a, a great game. Hopefully, I, I want a really vintage Death Valley at night atmosphere. I, I want it to be a rocking Supposedly it's sold out. So, Tiger fans, like, let's live up to the hype. Let let let's let's bring Death Valley to what it's supposed to be, because up uh, Zach Oxford kind of put it to shame. I feel like a couple of weeks ago, um, when we were there, I, I haven't been in an atmosphere in Death Valley like that. So, Death Valley, hopefully it's rocking tomorrow night and the Tigers get the win, and we'll recap it next time here on Monday. We'll see you next time here in the Tigers Avenue. Five Star Hill, take us out. Peace.